You're listening to the Diet Rebel Podcast with Kiki Smith. If you're a woman who hates the idea of having to choose between loving your body and changing it, then you are a Diet Rebel and this podcast is for you. In this podcast, we talk about everything from loving your body exactly as it is now to becoming the most fit, lean, and toned you've ever been, no matter how old you are, how many tiny humans you've birthed, or how many times you've lost and regained the same 15 or 50 pounds. Seriously, you don't wanna miss it. So grab a snack, preferably protein-based, and sit back and enjoy this episode. What do you do when it's not working? When you get to that place of either frustration or maybe it's a plateau or maybe you're thinking back on when you did try something and you're like, it's not working. This is something that I really wanted to discuss because it's one of those weird statements that comes up for all types of people at all phases in their journey, at all knowledge levels in their journey, and just at different stages of the process. So it's something that I really wanted to address because of the fact that there are certain things that you will hear, you know, as either a trainer or when you're working with someone you'll hear at different stages. So there's certain phrases and statements that when you're coaching someone, whether it's like life coaching or business coaching or physique coaching or whatever the case may be, that when people make certain statements, it kind of gives you, it clues you into where they are in the journey because there's certain things that beginners say, there's certain things that people that are, you know, getting burnt out may say, and there's certain things that somebody that is a more advanced person would say. So typically when you're getting coaching, your coach is always paying attention to not just what you say, but how you say it. They're paying attention to the words behind the words. They're paying attention to the question behind the question. You know, at least any good coaches, any coach that I've coached does that. And any coach that I've gone to does that. So a good coach is trying to find like what is behind what you're asking because typically we as human beings that is the psychology of how the human brain works is that we ask surface level questions a lot and a lot of times that surface level question actually hints at something else so for instance you know I actually tease my husband about this a lot because sometimes randomly in the middle of the day he'll say what are you doing and I'll just you know how on Apple you can kind of put a question mark to the person's text or something like that and I'll just put the question mark and he knows that I'm asking like what is the question behind that like what are you really asking me do you really want to know what I'm doing or are you asking me because you want me to do something you want me to meet you somewhere you need me to go get uh, something that came that's in the printer and bring it to you like what what is it that you're asking so usually it's something else it's a you know hey I left my wallet at home or just something random or do you want to come meet me for coffee there's always a question behind the question very rarely is he just sitting around saying what you doing? <laughs> There's usually a reason why he wants to know. He's never really just like that bored with life that he's asking. So like, that's an example of how we all do it. We all ask the surface level questions. I know the same thing. You know, if I'm asking somebody something, a lot of times there's maybe a lead in question, or if you are trying to get help from, let's say a coach about your weight loss and you're saying, you know, so how many 
days of cardio do I need to do or something like that? Like usually there's something behind that because of the fact that there's either a certain amount that you may think is too much or a certain amount that you think is too little, or maybe you're asking because you don't really want to do cardio at all, or maybe you're asking because you love cardio and you want to do more. So when you are self-coaching, which I know a lot of listeners are doing, encourage yourself <laughs> to get to the question behind the question. Like why, 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 why? And go down the why rabbit hole is something that I usually tell my coaching clients. And it's actually something that I do with them on calls. So with that being said, this is one of those statements that can take a little dissecting. So that's what I want to do today is really dig into that. Like, what do you do when it's not working? So let's say we're sitting across the table from each other or across Zoom from each other, whatever the case may be. And you just said, Kiki, I don't know what to do. It's just not working. What would my next question to you be. And I would love for you to write these down because of the fact that these are the questions that you should take yourself through should this ever come up for you, but also for you to really start learning how to get to the bottom of whatever's happening with you psychologically that, you know, is standing in the way of your goals. So if you were to say it's not working, my very first question to you, which is one of the things that if you were to ever hire me as a coach, you would probably learn to love to hate is that I answer questions with questions. So it's not working. My first question would be, what is it? So often we are in the position of saying that something's not working, but we don't even know what it is. So being able to narrow down what it is helps you to better discern whether or not it's working. Now, an example of this is, you know, one person may be saying it's not working and they mean I can't lose fat no matter what I do. Someone else may say it's not working and they may be saying I'm losing fat, but the scale's not moving. Someone else may say it's not working and they may mean I have tried this whole like, eating more and like eating more protein and lifting thing. And like, it just doesn't work for me, like with my like lifestyle or something like that. So it may just be like, I, you told me that I should eat 150 grams of protein and it's just not working. Like that's just not working for me. So what is it? So whenever you are coming up on something, like when we're talking about goals, the same way that I'm always going to kind of point in the direction of like, what is the goal? That's kind of what this is alluding to. So when it's not working, what is it? Are we talking about fat loss? Are we talking about muscle building? Are we talking about that you're not gaining any strength in the gym? Are we talking about that you're not getting smaller? Are we talking about that you're not losing inches? Are we talking about that you can't see your muscles? Are we talking about that some body parts are shrinking, but other parts are staying the same? Are we talking about the fact that when you're looking in the mirror, you're just zooming in on your belly? Like, what is it? Is it the eating? Is it the working out? Is it the results that you're getting? What is it? Okay. So once you can pinpoint what it is, is it fat loss? Okay. So what do you mean it's not working? Well, I'm eating, you know, the I'm eating more and lifting is usually the next piece to that. So when I say, what is it? It's, it can kind of give you a little get your little tongue tied <laughs> and feel like 
well, I'm, I'm doing, I'm doing all the things. And so that's where I will continue going deeper with the question. What are the things? What is it? What is it? What is it? So then we can narrow down. Well, I'm, I mean, I'm lifting and stuff a little bit, but I started eating more and like, I just feel like I'm just gaining. Okay. What phase are you in? Are you in a phase where you're supposed to just be eating more? Are you supposed to be losing fat right now? Like, what is it? So that's what we want to do is like narrow that down. What is it? What What's the phase that you're in? And so that once we understand that, if somebody is saying, hey, eating more and lifting is just not working for me. Okay. Eating how much more and lifting how much and what is working me? So are you actually doing it? That's why we first define what it is. What is it? It's fat loss. What do you mean? But it's not what's not working with the fat loss. The amount that you're eating, the amount of calories that you're supposed to be eating isn't working for you. Okay. Are you actually eating those amount of calories? And a lot of times, like I say, once we continue to go down that rabbit hole of, okay, what's not working? Eating more. It, eating more is not working for what? Well, I'm eating at my cut calories, but it's just not working. Okay. Are you actually eating at your cut calories or are you eating at a calorie level that you picked? Well, I, I'm eating at what's supposed to be my cut calories. Okay. So did you already finish a metabolism reset? Well, no, I just went straight to cut calories. I didn't think that I really needed to do a reset because I had only been under eating, you know, like I didn't really do that many diets. I'd only under eaten. So you see what I'm saying? A lot more stuff comes up. So one of the first things that I discover when we're talking about, once we find out what it is, when we say it's not working next, we dig into, are you actually doing it? Are you actually doing those things? So if it is fat loss, are you actually eating at the calorie level that you're supposed to be eating at? Are you actually hitting the macros that you're supposed to be eating? Are you actually doing the exercises or whatever it is that you're supposed to be doing? If you are doing a metabolism reset, are you eating at the calorie level that you're supposed to be eating? Are you doing whatever exercises that you're supposed to be doing to rebuild your muscle mass? Are you, you know figuring out your macros while you're eating at a higher calorie level so that they're in place when you go down to your cut level. So starting at the top, it's not working. What is it? Then we move into, are you actually doing it? A lot of times we can stop there because a lot of times that's when all the other stuff comes up of I'm kind of, sort of, well, maybe I did it for a couple weeks here and then I did this for a couple weeks there and I did that for 30 days and then I did that for two weeks and there's kind of this mishmash of things. So if we get to that le that level, that layer of the question and the answer is no, you're not actually doing it, then we can stop there because we can't say that something isn't working if we're not actually doing it. And that for a lot of people is the level that they stop at. And I see this a lot. So like I say, when we're talking about from beginners to advanced people, I see this. I see someone saying it's not working. And when we say, are you actually doing it? Then there's a lot of excuses that comes up. Uh, well, this happened and that happened and that happened. I couldn't really do it that consistently, but I feel like I should have gotten some results, something from what I was doing. Well, but you're saying that it's not working. You're not doing it. Do it. Then let's reevaluate whether or not it's working. Then 
let's look at what does working mean? So again, that's where we're looking at the fact that there are multiple things that you could be doing. So someone could be like, oh, lifting just doesn't work for me. Doesn't work for what? What does working mean? Does it mean if I lift three days a week, the scale automatically goes down? No, not without the other factors. Does it mean that if I lift, you know, a couple times here and there that I'm going to magically be ripped? No, there is a rhyme or reason to it. No, the things still have to be done consistently. So what does working mean? What are you evaluating? Are you eating at a metabolism reset level and saying that you're not losing weight? Because those are two different things. There's no way that metabolism reset calories can work for a cut because they're two different phases. So define what working means. Does it mean losing fat? Does it mean losing weight? Does it mean losing inches? Does it mean gaining muscle? Does it mean seeing muscle definition? What does working mean? So this is where maybe someone who's a little bit more advanced and they are doing the things consistently, they're still kind of misrepresenting what working means because of the fact that maybe they have no problems eating and lifting, but they're like, I just look the same all the time. I'm I'm not getting any body recomposition. I don't really know if I'm gaining any muscle. I'm getting a little bit stronger, but like there's still all this fat on top of my muscle. Like I just don't feel like it's working. And then I say, well, are you getting scans? Are you getting caliper tested? Are, like, how are you measuring whether or not it's working? So that is the next level. So what is it? Are you actually doing it? And what does working mean? And how do you know it's not working? So that is where measuring comes into play. I cannot tell you how many people will say that something is not working for them and they don't have any proof. So when I say, what's it? Fat loss. What do you mean it's not working? I'm not losing any fat. How are you measuring your fat loss? I just, I'm, I just don't feel like I'm losing any fat. How are you measuring your fat loss? It just, I can just tell that I'm just not losing any fat. I just look exactly the same. How are you measuring your fat loss? How do you know it's not working? We cannot make blanket statements without having something to back it up. That's a lot different if someone is coming to me and they're saying, hey, like here's my DEXA scan from January and here's my DEXA scan in May. These are the behaviors that I executed. This is the result that I expected and this is the result that I got. What Help me troubleshoot what went wrong. That is a completely different scenario than someone who's hopping on. They have no measurements from January and now it's May. And they're just like, I, don't, I just don't like what I see when I look in the mirror. So therefore it's not working. That is emotional based. That's not actual like fact. There's no proof that it's not working because we don't have the baseline. We don't know where you were. We don't know where you are now. So we don't actually know what's happening. So you don't know if it's working, which leaves you in the dark. And it leaves everything up to emotional interpretation versus having the actual knowledge of whether it's actually working or not. Because then you can say it's working, but not as fast as I want or something like that. So when we have the actual data, when we can look at from January to May, I did these things consistently. This is the result that I got. I was hoping for something better. Now we're having a different conversation because we're saying, how do we improve upon the results that you got? So instead of saying that it's not working now, it's saying, hey, 
Um, this is moving, but I would like it to move a little bit faster. I would like results to look a little bit better. How can I tweak and fine tune these results that I'm getting? And then we can make changes to those because of the fact that now we know what worked and how fast it worked. And if we want to speed things up or slow things down or change something, we can because we have all of the data there and we know what to change. So once you know what it is, once you know if you're actually doing it and you've been really honest with yourself, once you've asked yourself, what does working mean? Then you're saying, how do I know that it's not working? And sometimes maybe that's where you stop at because you're like, you know what? You're right. I just look in the mirror and I don't like it. And so I'm saying it's not working. Okay. Then that's solve that problem. So if you're doing things, you're doing things consistently, have a consistent method of measurement so that you know whether or not it's working and then have the bigger conversation of, I want this to work faster or better, or how much longer is this going to take type of question. Then it's a different question, which leads me into what is plan B? So if you've gone through, you found out what it is, you've talked about if you're actually doing it. So yes, you're doing it. What does working mean? You've defined what working means, whether it's fat loss, muscle loss, whatever. How do you know it's not working? You've actually have the data, you have the measurements, you, you know, you have facts, proof, receipts that it's not working. What is plan B? Now, a big hint here is that plan B should already be planned out and you should not be concerned with it when you're working plan A. So that's the thing too, is that a lot of times people want to talk about plan B when they're in the middle of plan A. And it's like, you're not even done executing yet to be able to analyze the questions that we've already talked about. So if you know, if you already have your plan B, if when you figured out plan B, you also figured out plan A. So like you have a plan in place that, okay, if I do this for 30, 60, 90, 120 days, and I either don't like the result or the result is slower than I like, this would be my next step. This is what I would change next or add to it to compound to make the results better. So when you have those in place, plan A, B, maybe even C, typically you may not need any more than that. But when you have plan A, B, C in place, like this is what I do when I create blueprints for my clients is say, you're going to do this. And then at any point, if this stops working, then we'll do this. And if at any point this stops working, then we'll do this. But along with that roadmap that I'm giving them, it also says at this point, if you feel like nothing's working, these are the questions that we're going to ask. And they're the questions that I'm saying right now. So it will say like, okay, have you been doing this consistently? Have you been doing this consistently? Has it been X amount of weeks? If yes, and this result hasn't happened, then we move to this step. And I will plan that all the way out to like, this is when we add in more exercise. This is when we add in more calories and we, and they're able to see it laid out. And the reason why we're doing that and the reason why you want to do that with yourself is so that once it's planned, you just set it aside. Now the plan's in place. So you don't have to spend all of your time being like a weekend, two weeks in, I don't know, is this not working? Maybe I should do this. And, you know, trying to sift through all of the random information that's coming at you that you're like, maybe I should do that, or that might make my results quicker, or that might help. And constantly self-sabotaging yourself by changing things up a hundred times. When you have those plans in place, now you don't need to take in new information and wonder if you should change because you already know I'm going to do this for four weeks, 12 weeks, whatever. And at that point, 
if I don't see this, then I will add this so that you can actually go all in during that time period. You go all in during that 12 weeks doing the actual execution, doing the actual behaviors versus, like I said, what tends to happen is that we come full circle to how we originally started as people saying that it's not working. And when we start dissecting why it's not working, that's usually why is because they set out on the path you know, a month ago, six months ago, four years ago to do things one way. And along the way, they got sidetracked with every new piece of information that came, every new magazine article they saw on the newsstand, every new thing they saw somebody doing in Instagram, everything their new like aunties, you know, sister-in-laws, cousins, ex-husbands, wife's baby mama says to do. That is what we don't want to do because of the fact that when we go to finally analyze, if what we're analyzing is a ton of one-off broken behaviors that never actually compounded on each other, we cannot evaluate and say that it's not working. We don't know because there's nothing there that was consistent enough for us to be able to analyze and say, okay, this equals this, this behavior done for X amount of time equals this result. That's what you want to be able to have in the end. And then you want to be able to continually stack on those. So know your plan B, know it ahead of time. So go ahead and that's fine. Go down the rabbit hole when you're making plan A and make sure that you're prioritizing those things though. Not just saying like, oh, and I might do this and I might do this and I might do this. Make it an actual plan. This is what I'm doing for the next three months. If at that point I see this or I don't see that, then I will add on this. Okay, that doesn't necessarily mean that you will 100% switch things up. It just means what is the next step? Because oftentimes doing the overhaul is what screws people over. So for instance, let's say if step one was to start eating a certain amount of calories and then it's like, okay, I'm also going to start working out and lifting three days a week and I'm going to, I want to have periodized workouts and I also want to eat more protein and I also want to eat more fiber, like prioritize those things so that, okay, I'm going to first work on getting my, eating the calories that I'm supposed to be eating and making sure that I'm hitting my protein. And I'm only going to focus on getting in enough calories getting in enough protein. And right now I'm not, you know, I'm going to keep doing the exercises that I'm doing for three months. I want to see what happens just from me focusing on my protein and focusing on my calories. And then after the three months, if whether you like what you see or you don't like what you see, if you like what you see, you may decide to like, I'm just going to keep focusing on my food for now because I feel like it's not quite a habit, but I am seeing results. So I just want to keep that the main thing. Or you may say like, all right, I got a little bit of movement, but I would like it to be better. You don't toss the protein thing to the side and say like, what's what am I doing next? You add on. So maybe your next thing was like, once my protein is a habit, then I'm going to add in fiber. Once my fiber is a habit, then I'm going to add in more lifting. Once my lifting is a habit, then I'm going to change it to periodized lifting. Once I've been periodized lifting for X amount of time, then I'm going to increase my step count. Once my step count is where it needs to be, then I'll focus on, you know, either whatever, adding in some cardio or increasing my water intake or whatever the thing is. Like have all of these next steps, but make sure the next step doesn't forego the step before it. If you're doing that, then you're not habit stacking, you're habit swapping. In order to get results, you need to habit stack. So 
have that plan A, B, C through Z if you want, but just make sure when you are in plan A mode, that is all you're doing. You are not analyzing plan A in the middle of plan A. You're analyzing at the predetermined point that you said, when this point in time comes, that's when I'm going to see if or how those results are. And then you add on the next step. So that will be the next one. So when we're saying it's not working, those are the steps. What is it? Are you actually doing it? What does working mean? How do you know it's not working? What is plan B? And yes, have it already planned out, but don't be concerned with it while you're working plan A. Just plans in place and then you move on and go to the next plan when necessary. And the last thing that I would say is when you have all those things in place, if you're asking yourself those questions, the other big thing, if it's just not working, get help. Get help. It's one of the things that we, especially as women, have such a hard time with is trying to do everything on our own, wanting to DIY everything. And the thing is, is that you can only do so much. Decision fatigue is a very real thing. And if you are spending all of your precious decisions on things that don't really matter that much to you, then you don't have decisions left over for the things that do really matter and vice versa. So just because you can do something doesn't mean that you should because of the fact that there is more to it than just knowing how to do something. It's There's more to it than if something is possible. It's just what is that taking energy away from? Sometimes planning your workouts is taking away energy from doing them. Sometimes, you know, trying to figure out what meals to make on a day-by-day basis is taking away from, you know, family time or something like that. So figuring out how, how and where to streamline things and being able to get help for your goals is something that is so, so important for women, especially once you're over the age of 40. It's time to stop trying to be a superwoman, swallow your pride, start delegating things, start getting help, but make sure it's not in a self-sabotaging way. And what I mean by that is a lot of times we call ourselves getting help. Like I'm going to ask my cousin to be my accountability partner. If you know that your cousin is nowhere near as serious as you are about something, don't spend all of your time first talking them into doing this thing with you and then actually expecting them to be an accountability partner for you. They're not going to. They're not at the same like place that you are in your journey where you're seeking that accountability. They may agree to it, but that doesn't mean that they're actually going to do it. (laughs) That doesn't mean that they're in the same place as you. So another example of that is like I say, like asking people that aren't even trying to lose weight or maybe never have had problems losing weight for advice or for feedback on something that you're doing. They are not on the same journey as you. So just because they love you and you feel like, well, they have my best interest at heart, that is wonderful. They cannot relate to you in that way and they don't have the information that you have. So therefore it is up to you to get help from someone who knows how to help you. That means someone who knows to ask these questions that I've just told you about. That's why I explain the difference in what a coach does for you. You need to go to someone who understands how to coach you that doesn't just answer your surface level questions. So when you're seeking out a coach or a personal trainer or an accountability partner or whatever the case may be, 
you're not always looking to go to someone who's like super close to you that's going to let you off the hook somebody who's not really on the same journey as you that they're just going to be like what's the big deal or why don't you just do it that way or i heard that somebody did this this way but you're also not looking for someone who doesn't understand that at age 40 45 55 like there is a psychological component to weight loss it's not just about answering all of your questions straight up so if you were to find someone that you just say, hey, what's the best amount of reps that you that I should do? And they say eight to 10. Or you say, how many days a week should I work out? And they say three. Or like you're asking surface level questions and they're just giving you flat out surface level answers. They're not able to tell you the nuances of the answer. They're not able to address your question behind the question. They're not looking for like, why are you even asking me this? Like, what does that have to do with anything? Why do you need to know how the sausage is made? Like, what is the real question? You want to make sure that that person has the experience to be able to do that. That somebody is going to question you. So if you say it's not working, that they don't kind of like give in to your temper tantrum of the moment of it's not working and say, oh, okay, well, let's just change everything up, which I have to talk to a lot. A lot of my trainers, I have to coach them out of doing that. Like, hey, just because someone comes to you and they're very frustrated and emotionally like, I can't do this. It's not working. That doesn't mean that you need to automatically change up everything that you're doing. You need to dig a little bit deeper and ask these questions. You need to dig a little bit deeper and find out what they actually mean. Maybe they're just frustrated because they have an event coming up and they were hoping to fit into a dress by then and they don't fit into it. That doesn't actually mean that things aren't working. That doesn't actually mean that anything needs to change. It means that you need to find out what's actually happening. Do they just need a shoulder to cry on and somebody to tell them, girl, go buy a different dress. Like go find something else that fits or or stop trying to squeeze into stuff from 1972. Like it's, well, I was going to say it's outdated, but they come, they're back around now, right? But do you know what I mean? Like somebody that is going to be straight up with you and say like, hey, let's, let's look at the body that you have now. What can we do to work with that while we're also on a journey to changing and improving in the way that feels better and more comfortable for you? Like understanding that every single response that you give them has something else behind it. And some days you may be more like stressed and snippy with that person or, you know, and they think that it's actually related to the things that you said and they need to be able to go a little bit deeper. I have plenty of clients who will send me like a rant in the middle of the week and then like the next day say like, oh my gosh, I'm so sorry. Like I just had a long day, blah, blah, blah. Like, or if I, or I'll just say like, hey, what's, what's going on? Like tough day. And we're able to have that bigger conversation and realize that the thing that they were complaining about or ranting about in the email wasn't, wasn't anything <laughs> that wasn't really the bigger picture. So that is what you are looking for. So when you are interviewing trainers, coaches, whatever the case may be, get someone who mixes those elements or if you're someone who's not afraid of like therapy and there's certain things that you know you have to solve in order to get to your goals and go and get the help that you need. If you are someone who feels like, okay, I understand that this is holding back in this area, but it's also holding back in this area, maybe go along the like life coaching direction because of the fact that a lot of times most of these things have a domino effect on the other. So sometimes something that seems like it's not directly affected 
is affected by it. So fixing something in a completely unrelated area often will fix weight loss issues and vice versa. So a lot of my clients will say that they're like, I don't even know how to describe what we do here <laughs> to people because people are like, oh, is it your personal trainer? It's like, yeah, it's my personal trainer slash life coach slash whatever. Because of the fact that when you're working with somebody who really understands coaching, that's what they're doing for you. So get help, not just from your grandma, not just from your auntie, not just from your best friend, not just from, you know, some rando that is not going to be able to help you. Get help from someone who knows the right questions to ask and knows actually how to help. Okay. So that would be the biggest thing that I would say with all of those things, because if you have that level of help, then you may not need to ask yourself these questions. Although, like I said, they're still good questions to ask. They're still questions that I ask myself, but they're questions that if I was to run to a coach of mine and say, hey, it's not working, that it would be the same thing. And I could be talking about anything. I could be talking about how me saving enough money to buy a million dollar mansion or something crazy. And if I'm just like, it's not working, they're gonna be like, what is, what is it? Like, what is it? <laughs> what do you mean? What does that even mean? Because a coach knows that like my frustration doesn't mean that they need to like be anxious as well they're there to be that steady rock for me to bring me back down to earth and to work through all the bits and pieces of what do I actually need to do to get this needle moving versus that emotional place that I may be in when I'm hopping on the call I'm the same with you so know this and be able to talk yourself down off the ledge but also recruit help from others who will hold your feet to the fire in the same way so whether that's people from the Immortal Way Less community, a coach or a trainer, if you're looking to like get help in the workout field or something of that nature. Obviously, I'm always here if you want to book a call and see if you're a fit for coaching. I will say that the majority of people that I work with aren't completely new to me. So they understand that, you know, things are going to go a little bit deeper than just, you know, macros and reps. But that being said, if you feel like you need some help or guidance or maybe even direction or recommendations for people to help you along this journey, then go ahead and book a call and, you know, we'll see if we can get you the help that you need. But in the meantime, write those questions down and now you have the capacity to self-coach when you have those points of frustration where it feels like no matter what I'm doing, nothing's working. And this can actually help you to not only get to the bottom of things, but then take action. Remember, that's always the point at the end of the day. All of the knowledge means nothing if you're not taking action on it. And that's a wrap. Thank you so much for joining me for another episode and make sure you keep in touch. So whether that's through DMs or email, I would love to know what you felt about this episode or if you have topics that you'd like me to cover in future episodes. You can DM me on Facebook at EM2WL or over on Instagram at eatmore number two way less or via email at info at eatmoretowayless.com. If you're completely new to the Eat More to Way Less process, you can also grab our quick start guide at eatmoretowayless.com slash start. See you next time.